everyone, and welcome back to Real Window. Rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we are doing a full episode! Yay! Yeah, never cheer those! Hello, full episode! We never cheer those. I thought I'd change <laughs> it up a bit. Um, it's true, so. it's true. Gotta give some love to the hour length of time we talk about yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is what we do the podcast for, as fun as the trivia sodes are. Mm, this is this the meat of it all. The, well, this is where we actually discuss the goods, you know? <laughs> So, um, hello everyone. Um, (laughs) This is Real Window. We are two sisters who discuss movies from our childhood that we've just recently Mm. rewatched. And by recently, I mean like within the past weekend. Um, So today, we are discussing the film that we watched over this weekend. I have picked the film um, and Lisa and I have both watched it separately and now we are discussing Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Lisa will lead the charge for the questions (laughs) as it always goes whenever uh, the other person has selected the film. So Lisa, take it away with the synopsis for our film this week. All right. So our film is Karina Karina, a film that I'm sure most of you have never heard of because it sure as heck <laughs> didn't make any money at the box office. It did not. Um, and I I don't think I've ever met anyone who has any concept of this movie. So welcome. So this film stars Whoopi Goldberg, Ray Liotta, um, and it's a very sweet film about... Ray Liotta playing uh, Manny Singer, a gentleman who's just lost his wife and his young daughter, Molly, is mute as a result from the trauma of her mom's death. She just refuses, can't seem to, to grasp anything more. And he is struggling as a new single dad in the 1950s. He has to get back to work. He needs to hire someone to look after his daughter as well as look after the house with his wife gone. And after several miss attempts and Ooh. one particular bad one uh he lands on Whoopi Goldberg's character Karina Washington who while not the best in the interview is the only one who seems to make a connection with Molly from her first engagement and after that basically becomes uh the new nanny slash housekeeper and a great bond forms between Molly and Karina because Karina's fun understanding and gives her her space to sort of grow and talk when she feels like it and this sort of pseudo family comes as a result of the three of them spending more and more time with each other and as they spend more and more time with each other not only does uh, develop a relationship grow between Molly and Karina as they spend more and more time but between Manny and Karina uh, in the 1950s when segregation was still rampant in United States that's pretty much this movie it's more character driven than anything else in the sort of slow building of relationships among these three people and we loved it as kids mm-hmm. <laughs> we loved it we loved it mainly because I mean Whoopi Goldberg is Whoopi Goldberg she's Who very funny Whoopi Goldberg especially in her prime in the, yeah. the mid 90s she's like yeah. in her prime uh, this was we the loved film. her from Sister Act oh obviously. Sister Act Sister Act 2 mm-hmm. Karina Karina we were like we know this woman we love ghost her obviously uh, our first episode as well as uh, another film Jumpin' Jack Flash which no one else has ever heard of and I'm sure we'll come on this podcast at a different time but whenever we can find that <laughs> but we seem to always gravitate to her as an actress's kids very funny very charming and probably the film that introduced the two of us to Ray Liotta uh, and he became a favorite of ours as well too mm-hmm. and with his recent passing Pauline thought 
why not watch the childhood film that had us fall in love with this actor? And so here we are. It's been a long time for both of us since we've yeah. seen this movie. I think before high school for me, uh, definitely. Around yeah, there. me too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was very interesting rewatching it. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Pauline, um, about your takeaways. So we're just going to dive right in. So for this, Pauline, now that you've rewatched as an adult, now that a lot of time has passed, what were your thoughts? Is it um, were there scenes that stood out for you? Were there any scenes you'd forgotten? Were there any things you misunderstood as a kid, which so often happens? Uh, lay it on us. Particularly for me, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I was trying to be to general say, about it. There, there was. We know it's more me than you. Um, I think it's safe to say I. Uh, so it's this is a film where I loved. Whoopi Goldberg's character, obviously she was wonderful. She's a highly educated black woman in the Mm -hmm. 50s, which is quite rare. And I didn't pick up on that as a kid per se. She's very educated. She's very eloquent. She knows a lot about art and music. And like she, she's someone who can have very engaging conversations in a manner that is surprising to some of the people in the film. Um, so the bond between Manny and Karina that forms as a result, because they both have similar tastes in music and they both, you know, they kind of bond and relate over various different things. I didn't, I didn't understand the rarity, I guess, of that. I, mm. I think I, I missed that component to the film. Um, I understood exactly why Molly liked her. <laughs> I liked her as well. And totally. I was like, everything about Molly, because I feel like when this movie came out, I was a similar age to the little girl who plays Molly. I feel like I had a very similar attitude about everybody in the movie. Molly is not a big fan of another woman who enters the scene. Her name is Jenny. She's a woman who's trying to get set up with Manny. Her husband has passed away. There's kind of this, she's not anyone's cup of tea in the entire movie, but Molly really doesn't like her. And I remember being mm. like, I do not like this. Oh, how did then as a kid, I was right. like, we do not trust Jenny. We do no. not like Jenny. No, Jenny's <laughs> not the nicest person, even though she comes across like she's trying to always be nice. Like you could always see through it. And I feel like kids are very good at seeing through it. So I just mm. was like, reading the room I'd be like oh Molly doesn't like her I don't like her either (laughs) Karina doesn't seem to like her I really don't like her Manny doesn't really like her either like it was but she's around all the time no one seems to enjoy Jenny at all to be honest except for Manny's friends because Manny's friends his colleagues at work and their wives have basically they're the ones who are trying to set him up with Jenny and yeah yeah, also as a kid I was like why who is this person? Why is she yeah. here? Why does she keep coming totally. back? Why is she always interrupting at the She's worst She's really time? annoying. Yeah, she keeps coming in. Her timing is terrible. And why are her little boys always dressed like Zorro? What's going Or like I, people, characters? Cowboy, they were so funny. Yeah, they were like Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what's going on? And I was like, I love these detailed costumes. Is there a Lone Ranger situation? Oh yeah, it was great. Like it was definitely, there's a Davy Crockett hat at one point. Like I was like, this is wonderful. I mean, those boys are clearly having a great child. They're, yeah. (laughs) They are, they are living their best life in all of their costumes. Say what you will about Jenny and how she interacts with Manny and Molly. 
and Karina, she knows how to pl- how to handle her own boys. Like she, she seems does. to be be a very good mom to those. At two. one point, <laughs> one of them's tying the other yeah. around a tree, and she's like, "Lewis, untie him right now!" And then he doesn't, and she just ignores it. Like he continues tying him up around the tree. It's hilarious. Anyway, so I when that scene came on, I was like, "Oh man, I forgot about this." Yeah. As soon as it was there, I was cackling because totally he's tying his brother up. Is <laughs> he's so got the stupid. rope around his brother around a tree, and then there's a lot of rope left over so what he's doing is running in circles around the tree and tying more and more rope as he's circling around the tree and his brother it's so it's just tolerating it's wonderful it's It's just standing there he's like okay yeah he's like yeah tie me up this is you can tell this was a discussion between the two of them ahead of time or they're like let's do this the other one isn't like no he's just like okay this is the next move in our story Yeah, so those two boys were definitely hilarious. I enjoyed them. Uh, mm. Definitely as an adult, I also enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, th- okay, so let me, let's go, let's move along a little bit through here. Let me see. I did not get the gravity of Manny basically almost losing his job. So. Oh, when, I didn't get that either. Yeah. I, yeah. As it came up as an adult, I was like, oh, shit, there are stakes here. Like that was lost <laughs> on me. So everyone. So what you need to know is Manny is kind of a, he's a writer. He works for an advertising company and he's trying to write jingles and the catchy songs for, um, you know, the, all the products we know and love, like Jello and Mr. Potato Head and stuff like that. And he's not doing great since his wife's passing for obvious reasons. And it's you don't realize well I didn't realize mm. watching it as a kid how close he is to actually getting fired and yes. and how close his like buddy Sid is also to getting fired because they're kind Manny... of like a package deal it yeah. seems like the two of them are like sink or swim together and Sid's awesome and Sid basically tries to break the news in a very sweet funny way yeah and as it I think that's why as a kid I didn't get it because you're like oh he's, he's like don't worry like they said stuff but in a great way in a kind yeah. way and it's like but basically what he's relaying is that their jobs are on the line and if they don't have a new jingle soon basically both of them are fired and I'm with you as a kid I was just like his friend seems nice Totally. And he sure writes songs for Mr. Potato Head and Jello. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh, look at those songs. Totally. That was it. That was my takeaway from from like his line of work and and yeah. what was happening at work. And yeah. probably too because the most interesting part of the story as is obviously the dynamic between Molly and Karina. Yes. So his his work is very off to the side in the entire movie, really. You just know that he has to go to work, etc. and he as you come to watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, he really needs this next jingle to go totally. well. Otherwise, he's looking for a new job. Right, right. Got it. Totally, totally. <laughs> so that that I missed. I missed that yeah. minor conversation between Sid and, N- and Manny that really emphasized the stakes of the, his, his totally. occupation. So that was yeah. lost. Um, I forgot about all of the smoking. You did? Oh, well, I remembered that crystal clearly. Watching it, I just was like, they're smoking constantly. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, you know, the 50s, everyone is smoking. And I remember, yeah. um, so Manny is smoking, Karina is smoking, and Molly has watched an advertisement on TV from the Surgeon General who's saying that smoking can lead to lung cancer. And so she discovers this and starts hiding the cigarettes. Yes. And I remember that. I remember her yep. hiding the cigarettes. And it's funny because no one knows she's hiding them, obviously. So then Karina and Manny are both getting annoyed with each other because they think the other one is smoking their cigarettes. And, yep. and there's this tension that's being built up that you don't they well, don't and know I'm why sure, 
it's like a combo not just of like you're stealing my cigarettes but also they now have a nicotine addiction that's not being filled totally absolutely i totally didn't get that as a kid but as an adult I'm no. Like, no wonder they're sniping at each other not only do they think the other one's a thief but also they're like dying from lack of nicotine, nicotine totally 100%. there's that's no nicotine point. patch for them that. yeah that's so true <laughs> they don't have that gum that's not going around right now Yeah, they're just struggling with no cigarettes and then every time they buy a new pack they maybe get like one or two out of that pack and it's gone and they're buying they're buying cartons like she's going to the grocery store and buying cartons of cigarettes yeah huge amounts of cigarettes oh man the reveal of where the cigarettes are hidden i always loved as a kid me too no so i remember her hiding the cigarettes it was just as an watching it i was like gosh there's tons of smoking in this it's like really interesting because it's so think of it yes. at all i always think of we had um uh, a great aunt who oh. was a, a big smoker she's a lovely woman but they all have she was great house and it would just be a wall of secondhand smoke and i remember as a kid she always had candy she always had like stuff around and i just learned it'll taste like cigarettes but if you wait like <laughs> 10 minutes then it won't gotta get those body will have adjusted <laughs> gotta get that sensory adaptation going before i take the the bite of these uh uh bridge mix that's sitting in this little crystal dish oh, and um important. you love those nougats and uh bugles bugles oh my god bugles. yeah she always had bugles and the mar- coconut marshmallow squares basically uh, our aunt lived like it was the 1950s guys <laughs> yeah oh absolutely it was great it was really wonderful going um, to our house. so whenever i see that amount of smoke that's what i i can yes. imagine the smell being and so i just yeah. just to think that everyone's house would have naturally smelled of cigarettes for and the like most your part. hair and your and clothes, clothes and, and it your... would just be the norm like that's yeah. crazy to think yeah. about it's really odd. They, I thought they did a good job of it in the movie to what, like mm. when watching it, like it is kind of cool watching the films set in the fifties where you're like, man, everything is so crazy different. Like <laughs> the cars are so interesting. Like the technology, the, pro- the problems that arise from like lack of communication that happens totally. as a result of like, you know, no one has a cell phone. Anyway, it's just, it's, yeah. I love watching movies set in the 50s because it, it yeah. honestly feels like it was a hundred years ago and which is odd because it's not that far off hundred years ago like that's like that 70 actually... years ago i know i know oh, i know to... i think yeah. we just blew our minds okay, a... we need to... Woo. yeah i went to it yeah let's bring it back like it. back to the let's movie let's bring it okay. back to karita <laughs> yeah um oh man so the other big the other thing is that i I understood that there were racial tensions in the movie. Mm. I just don't think I understood all of them. I didn't, I didn't get them. So, so Karina is now developing this relationship with Molly and she's staying later at their house and, and Manny is inviting her to stay for dinner and stuff. And you can tell there's this connection between Manny and Karina that as a kid, I was like, yes, I obviously, this sounds great. These two should be together forever. yeah, yeah, no problems here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes home and her sister is always giving her a hard time about mm-hmm. how long she's spending time there. If she's getting paid more, there isn't a family there for her. There's all these conversations that she's having about uh, about her role in their family and about her role in the world and the reality of her world and mm-hmm. and. I misunderstood a lot oh. of those conversations. 
I had the same thing. All I of thought those that the sister conversations, I never fully understood Mm-mm. why her sister was as angry with her as she was. Yeah. Because there's a lot happening there. It's, it's She's genuinely worried that Karina is being taken advantage of, that this is going to end yes. badly, that she's in a role where she is subsistent, right? Like she is paid as a housekeeper um, and she's taking on more and more and it's not an equal relationship, let alone add in the racial aspects too at the time. And that makes it more unequal right and more of an issue Absolutely. and then the fact that she is a very educated woman someone who keeps trying to send out her writing send out everything and to her sister it's a waste of time because it's not going to change anything she's not better than anyone else and she still is cleaning houses and so there's a lot as a kid i was just like she's grumpy she doesn't seem to like yeah. her sister and she doesn't <laughs> like manny and i and, th- and my brain was like probably because he's white and she's like, I'm pretty sure I got that bit, but not the yeah. full conversations. No. Just because I knew as a kid the very general basic understanding that at that time, people didn't like white people and black people to be together sometimes. So that's the trick. Like, I got that much. That was it. But yeah. not more than that. No, no. I And same. I, mm-hmm. Same thing. It was, yeah. and it was very like, I understood... There was tension. I just didn't understand all of the tension mm-hmm. and why there was all the tension. And even yeah. even the understanding of like Karina keeps like trying to be published. Like she wants to be a writer. She yeah. w- writes poetry. She wants to write liner notes for records. And and she's she takes Molly to go see like a blues club. And you're just like, this is I want to go experience the world with Karina, to be totally. honest. That was she mainly does a one great of my job major... of experiencing life. Yeah, like I was like, I the takeaway here is hang out with Karina um, <laughs> more is really what I, I'd be like, oh, can totally. I have a Karina I, in my life? I was, I wanted to be Molly in respect of like, I was totally on board with however Molly wanted to spend as much time with Karina and loved everything Karina did. Karina was like magic. She was amazing. She made everything fun. She was cool. She taught her all kinds of cool stuff about music and art and was also just very understanding and not a pushover. Like she would tell her to stop or change things. And so as a kid, yeah. you're just like, this woman's magical. Everything yeah. she does is amazing. Why doesn't everyone love her? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, that was definitely a huge takeaway. Yeah. That was, I would say that that's massive. And, and so that's kind of, I mean, I have like the, the, there's a few favorite scenes. Obviously, they mm. all involve Karina. Karina <laughs> takes Karina takes Molly to like a, a drive-through restaurant kind of a thing, and she's yes. in a convertible, and she's not a great driver, and she she says things like, you know, she accidentally, she accidentally hits the car when she's pulling oh into gosh, the parking yes. spot, and she damages the light, and she's like, I did make a little boo boo, which I hope you won't tell your father about, and then she says, which I know you won't because you don't speak. So okay, <laughs> and then it like continues, and I was like. I like this woman. I like Just this woman a lot. Just sort of talks out loud a lot of her thoughts. I remember yes. that scene when she pulled up their car and this waitress just comes out and starts taking their order. And obviously that is not a thing anymore unless it's a very specialty old school restaurant that's trying to be like the 1950s, right? But at the time, you had that option. You would either go into the restaurant or if you pulled into a parking space in a particular area, someone would come out, take your order and bring your food and just ate it in your car. And I remember our dad having to explain that. I remember just being like, I'm sorry, what? People, yeah. like, you can just sit in your car? Like, what's happening? Because yeah. it wasn't quite a drive through. It was nope. like a weird, just sort of parking. Like, I was just like, yeah. okay, I felt bad for the waitresses. Like, I was like, man. Totally. That and would you'll be watch a lot them of work. In, 
in other movies too i don't remember i can't think of any of them off the top of my head but in other ones too they're like on roller skates guess who's coming to dinner has one yeah. thank you there we yeah. go i'm like yeah. they're around i've yeah. no, i've seen and it basically you would just pull up your car and just honk your horn like could you imagine but i thought yeah it was it's cool, a different so. time the 50s yeah. are di- yeah totally so i remember I that scene because like, i remember being fascinated by that yeah and then i like the we liked the waitress because the way yeah she's great she, she each other and, and always not speaking she's not providing any insight to anyone trying to ask her questions or talk to her and i remember it was a magical moment for multiple things she's trying to figure out what molly wants for breakfast and the waitress is getting more and more impatient and she just lets the waitress sit in the back seat to take a load off temporarily since her manager's inside and won't notice and then she basically manages to get molly to agree she's like you don't speak that's cool you got your own thing going on but we have to figure out a system and it's i'm going to ask you questions and if the answer is yes you pat your nose and if the answer is no you just don't have to do anything and when slowly after thinking it over does pattern nose i remember as a kid being like wow oh my gosh that's yeah. amazing <laughs> totally i was like brilliant idea Whoopi. yeah well way to go way to respect her boundaries but also communicate you are a yeah. wizard yeah it's so true it's so yeah definitely the word boundary for sure entered my five-year-old yes, brain it entered my six-year-old mm-hmm. head as well mm-hmm. uh, yeah. well actually we were older than that we were like eight and nine i know <laughs> Anyway, yes, yes. But as an adult, I was like, I love this dynamic. This this oh. was very, it was very well written. It was very mm-hmm. clever. I understood why Molly was attached to her. She's the first person that Molly starts speaking to, not mm-hmm. even her dad. Because yep. her dad's also going through stuff. And even when, when Molly asks, I remember there's this scene where um, when Molly first starts talking to her and she, she asks basically like, was I bad? Is that mm. why my mom's gone? And Karina explains to her, like, people don't die because you're bad. They die because it's their time. And I just remember that scene from childhood, really, because even she's, like, talking about her dad and how Karina's mm. like, because he's hurting. You know, like, you're hurting. Like, you're both hurting. And both he misses your mom, too. And I was like, oh, so much understanding. And mm-hmm. I just think as a kid, that scene really spoke to me because... Yep. Uh, it was the first time that you really understood, like, Manny always seems like he's preoccupied and busy and kind of, and not really there to talk much. And Yeah, so- and kind of dismissive. When Molly wants to ask about her mom, what color her mom's eyes are, what color, like, how did mom yes. smell? I don't remember. He can't answer and he tells her not now or later and she gets upset because he ke- obviously keeps doing this. But he's doing it because he can't get his dead wife. And as a kid... I just remember thinking that her dad was struggling. I was like, he seems mm-hmm. like he doesn't really know what to do with himself. Um, and they do a good job of discussing that, of discussing his emotional state for a young kid to understand so that she understands that her dad is also processing and also hurting. And while it's not the best situation as they're both grieving, it's just the reality. And I, mm-hmm. I am with you. I appreciated that a lot. There's a lot of emotional discussion, too. There's this great scene where Molly is angry. Like, she wakes up from a bad dream and she's mm. mad at her dad because in the dream, her mom left without turning back. And he's like, well, if I were there, I would have stopped her. And he's like, no, you were there and you didn't stop her. And she was still angry with him. And then Karina comes in and they discuss, like, it's okay. And she says you're angry that's okay and her dad now at this point of being a bit more comfortable is able to say I'm angry too I'm angry that you know I don't get to talk to your mom and I want to talk to her I'm angry that she left us and so there's this really great conversation 
of accepting anger as being good, as being mm-hmm. okay, as we're all feeling it. And then they hit like a bunch of those little like punchy clown things that are like potato head versions and let some of the anger out. But just that discussion for emotions is very interesting throughout the movie because it does mm-hmm. happen from time to time. And it's rare to see that kind of discussion happening, I would say. Yeah, and I, I thought it was handled well. So it just one of those so things too. that even as a kid, I was like, I like this. Okay, gotcha. No problem. Go ahead and hit that Mr. Potato Head again. Totally. <laughs> totally. And it's like, I'm mad too. And they're all hitting the potato heads. And I remember that scene very mm-hmm. clearly because I was like, I was like, oh, like anger is an okay emotion. Like you can be mad. Like mm-hmm. you just it's you just have to learn how to communicate it as you're doing totally. anyway. Totally, and not very good the main scene. thing. It is a very mm-hmm. good scene. There's mm-hmm. a lot of those in. I remembered the I remembered the tortoise, Lois. Oh, Lois! As a kid, I loved so um so. It's a present that Molly picks out for her dad, and it's basically this tortoise. And as a result, then Lois is just occasionally in scenes. Like they'll be at the house, and you'll just see Lois in the background, or Lois doing something, and occasionally Lois just pops out every once in a while. And I, as a kid, was like, "That tortoise is awesome." I totally. love this tortoise. I wanted a I tortoise. I wanted a tortoise. Yep, definitely. <laughs> like everything about this tortoise is great. Absolutely. 100% oh, agree. Yep. So definitely. cute. Yep. Take yep. away from childhood. Give me a tortoise, please. Totally. Can yep. I please have my own tortoise? Name Where's my tortoise? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Name the Lois. Um, I mean, there's quite a few of moments. There's also, okay, so um, Karina's sister has three children. Yes. And they are hilarious and so much fun and molly Mm -hmm. gets to play with them and they run around and they dress up and they nap and their adventures together i remember as a kid just being like these kids seem like they are a fun crew like i remember i want to be hanging out with them too they look totally and they're hilarious and there's one little boy and his name is percy (laughs) and he's the in the quote for this episode and he has some of the best lines of the whole movie and he's so Oh, cute he's and so he, cute. He's, his teeth are kind of crooked he's missing a tooth but he's he's like <laughs> five or whatever he is and he's he's pretends to talk on the telephone but the yes. telephone is the cup that he holds to his ear when he's sitting at the table and he does this repeatedly and it's he's charming and funny mm-hmm. i love percy so much so percy's great percy also he, has the best expressions like all of oh. those kids have great expressions but there's something about percy's expressions when he's thinking or when he's changing his mind about something and you're just like oh okay. his eyes are so big oh, oh my gosh he's such, such a cute an expressive kid. little kid yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's great. great he we really all, is great our whole family loved him yeah. he loved all of the kids but because percy has so many good he's so expressive any of his lines were like favorites any of his expressions were favorites i remember all those scenes as well too because i was just like these kids i'd hang out with them they i would hang like out a with good them. 100 <laughs> they're always doing fun things so i was like there's there's a, a plot element that we haven't mentioned yet where molly she's struggling going back to school and mm. so karina allows her to not go back to school she she basically can go go w- along with her to clean houses of very wealthy people um during Crazy the day wealthy. yeah and karina fails to tell manny that she is not taking molly to mm-hmm. school currently and molly is hanging out in the daytime with these other kids her sister's kids and i as a child was like I would do the same, I think, <laughs> totally. if, this, if these were my options. So if my everything... options were school or hang out with Karina, cleaning houses and hanging out with these kids, I'd probably 
Jews hanging out with the kids. A hundred percent. So that as a kid, I definitely understood. But, and obviously, um, as you can imagine, this Manny finds out about this and he loses his cool and he's very mad. And I, I don't know how I felt about that as a kid. Like, I thought he was being unreasonable. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, no, he's being very reasonable totally. with totally. his yep. anger about Karina keeping his daughter out of school and not telling him. And mm-hmm. that is a, that I'm like, that's problematic for sure. So when yep. when he loses it, adult Pauline was like, yes, 100 percent. Child Pauline, I don't think I understood agreed i don't know i can't remember oh i remember you? that scene crystal clearly because it was the hardest part of the movie to watch absolutely. i hated that scene absolutely i would cry in that scene and it wasn't really like i mean i loved karina i loved manny i loved molly and molly as she's being because when manny finds out he drives to karina's house where she lives with her sister and everything and he comes storming in he finds molly he takes her out he tells karina that she like shouldn't have done that how dare she she's not molly's mom uh, she's fired that she's fired and as he's going out of the house molly is crying for karina she's screaming for karina she's sobbing this is the person who's become the cornerstone for her as she has sort of developed and changed and moved through her grief and without her mom this is the the maternal figure she has latched onto so deeply and now she's being ripped away from her and her dad isn't listening and her dad's just driving away and as a kid it was molly's crying and molly's Ugh. screaming for karina that and i like couldn't reaching out the window i couldn't <sighs> handle so even as a kid I knew why Karina was in trouble. I <laughs> of knew why. Yeah. But I was heartbroken and I was upset and I handled that scene. So mm-hmm. I would often close my eyes. I'd often leave the room. I'd cover mm. my ears. I didn't like to see that scene because it was so heartbreaking. As an adult, I still don't like listening to this poor no. little kid cry. It's terrible. And... I know I would have been Manny. Like oh. if if I was that parent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I was backing Manny as an adult. Absolutely. Oh no, he is completely in the right. He is justified a hundred percent for leaving. He might not be handling it the best way, but but in the heat of the moment, I totally get everything that's going on. Like I was like, no, no, Manny on this one. As he's driving away with Molly, her friends all in like adult dress up clothes are chasing after the car mm. and i remember just being like oh my goodness her friends they're following her it's like one of them like in order to run is like carrying her dress from the bottom <laughs> it's so they're so cute like it's a moment where it's if it wasn't so sad it would be hilarious oh yeah to see these right? to see these three kids attempting to run with dress up clothes like it's just yeah. not a thing but instead Even it's Percy. heartbreaking it is. It is. <laughs> and so oh. it's our freaking instead. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that scene was a big struggle. I remember I really liked the grandparents um, of Molly. So Manny's mom and dad are still alive for the, especially at the start of the movie, because the start of the movie starts with her mom's funeral. And that, what I liked, it's very clever because you're seeing it from Molly's perspective, who is hidden under a table. So when the movie opens, you're seeing everyone's feet. You're just seeing legs walk by, feet walk by, and hearing conversations that Molly probably would not have been privy to had she been 
her presence been known but because she's under the table and no one knows she's there you're hearing conversations that are quite genuine about people who are like you know talking about how great the food is or how sore their feet are or like there's a really awful interaction where a woman is trying to convey her condolences but does it in the worst way the worst way worst way possible to poor manny and then when he leaves to go find molly because he doesn't know she's under the table her friend is just like i can't believe you she's like i'm sorry like she's like i know like she realizes she said the wrong thing and it's funny as an adult because i remember just being i just thought i was like oh man it is hard to talk to people at funerals and i can imagine there's plenty of people who after the person leaves go come on oh <laughs> what do you and because nothing you can say could ever be no. the right thing the right thing and so what i like no. i really liked that dialogue at the beginning because it struck me as quite genuine for how yes. people who are trying to make small talk and hush tones at a funeral and like especially if they're people who like are close but not super close to whoever's been deceased or just like anything so it just that opening was great but you meet her grandparents that way because her grandfather drops um his food on the floor and when he leans down to pick it up he can see under the table and sees that molly's under there oh molishka as Aww, he calls her so um cute. so cute and he sits under the, and he goes under the table with her <laughs> She basically like he just sort of sits next to her, but then obviously the grandmother's like, "I've lost my husband." Like she like looks on the floor, sees him under the table, and that's when her hiding spot is revealed. But I remembered from that moment, I really like the grandpa, and I even like mm-hmm. the grandma because when she sees Molly, she's quite there's a lot of emotion in her voice and everything and they pop up throughout the movie but again i didn't fully get that his mom is trying to warn him about his growing relationship with karina i actually kind of forgot about those scenes where he's at the house with his parents and they meant way more as an adult than as a kid as a kid i just remember being like that grandpa is super sweet and it's hilarious (sighs) that on her birthday her grandmother's like we can go anywhere you like what's your favorite spot and because karina has taken molly to the car wash at the start of the film and made it very fun. And I imagine it was a recent thing to be able to take your car to a car wash. So it was still like a new adventure to go. Yeah, That's where she goes on her birthday. So there's this amazing scene where she's sitting in the car with her grandparents and she's delighted and her grandmother isn't sure if she likes it. She's like, I don't know if I like this. This is kind of scary. Yeah. And because it's a, yeah. it's, it's an automated car wash like yeah. we have now, but like, back in yes. the olden days, it would be like people <laughs> coming out and just hand washing your car. And so the and novelty. And now this is like a machine doing it. Like, and oh I my think gosh. I, that was lost on me as a kid. I think mm. the, the idea that the car wash is a novelty like i remember thinking it was very silly i remember loving it because i'm like i love car washes too me too i'm like i think i loved car washes more as a result of this movie i loved whenever we got to be passengers in the car in a car wash like i was like we're on a car wash It's so true. As a child, I, I was like, best moment ever. You just sit yeah. there and watch all like the brushes and stuff and the soap. And I was like, this you look out the window, experience. like you're just staring. Yeah. It's and so then like that final like squid octopus thing that would go up the windshield and down the back. Yeah, of and you're course. Like, Ooh. So as a kid, I actually related a great deal to Molly being like, I want to go to the car wash. I'm like, of course you do. Car wash is awesome. Also, <sighs> When you watch Karina do it with her at the start, it's very funny. She's very silly. I laughed at a lot of what Whoopi Goldberg did to entertain Molly because it was yep. spot on for what would entertain a small kid. So yes. any of her silliness with Molly 
really resonated and I mm-hmm. giggled like crazy so it was funny watching it as an addict so I was like oh I remember laughing so hard at these bits and they were moments that were meant to entertain Molly and it's just it's funny watching it as an adult and being like oh yeah that was really cute or that's yeah. really funny but you don't laugh the same way as an adult no as definitely you not you kid. smile I smiled but yes. I definitely wasn't like <laughs> But giggling and being like no. so funny yeah uh, she's saying the car wash is tickling her <laughs> yeah <laughs> clever clever yeah uh yeah agreed agreed oh man hilarious um other than that i mean uh, i feel like i remember most of the scenes like even as they mm. were coming up i i was like oh right this like or even um like i remembered manny having to find out about molly not going to school but i was like how does this come about again and then when that when there's a scene so we haven't mentioned it much but molly does go to school initially and there's a little boy in the school who is one freaking adorable oh my god but two so cute he really likes molly he really like she's he for whatever reason you can just tell he's kind of he kind of is interested in who molly is and then later on in the movie after she hasn't been at school for a long time there's an ice cream truck that pulls up and so she goes to go get ice cream and he's in the same ice cream line and you see him and he's looking at her and he's smiling and then as soon as I saw that moment I was like right this kid asks his teacher when is Molly coming back and so that's what I like it was moments like that where I didn't remember exactly how everything was going to pan Mm. out I just remember that it the trajectory it was taking most basically the entirety of the film and so that was you know that was kind of as an adult I was like oh the overarching elements of this movie are definitely (laughs) still present in my brain I forgot like little things like I forgot that Percy talks in his cup on the phone and it's at the table and I was like oh right Percy's hilarious and he had a napkin on his head at one Mm, point and I was like I love this yes please I feel like I really related to Percy he's a bit of a ham Wait, what? You related to a ham? How strange. How it's strange. shocking for everyone I know. So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, yes, hamming it up at the table. Classic move, Percy. So that was definitely something that <laughs> This is was how we entertain each other. Yes, yes, clearly. <laughs> this, clearly. Is, this is for the laughs, obviously. <laughs> I also put napkins on my head for entertainment value. So anyway, that was the takeaway for sure. What about you? I mean, we've both been going back and forth a bit. Were there any other favorite scenes that you had? Um, oh, well, the ones that I thought of when you told told me that we were going to be watching Karina Karina when we found out I the first couple ones that popped my head so one was when oddly enough it's the montage scene of cleaning the really terrible house so um, we love a good montage we love a good montage and there's this moment where Molly is with Karina and they have this system where she hides in the car and then as soon as the owner of the house is left Karina just basically does like a come on And basically Molly pops up suddenly in the convertible and then runs into the house and they go into this house and it is a mess. There is clearly party beforehand in the sense that like everyone had a lot of fun, but no one tidied up and it is just trashed and they have to clean it. And I remember thinking that looked really fun, which Mm -hmm. is hilarious now because as an adult watching, I'm like, oh God, I wouldn't want to clean that. But they were like, how Karina, like some of the cleaning wasn't as thorough as it should have been. And that I was lost on me as a kid. I didn't I clock. thought it was so funny. Like she flips over one of the couch cushions because what 
stained with like wine or whatever and they can't clean it so then she just shows molly how to flip it over and then like she's hiding stuff in the cup holders of this part of a couch that then gets covered over with this arm and so no one will know they're in there until much later so i mean the place looks amazing and they do all this really fast then afterwards they're like lying exhausted and Karina just turns to her and like, we deserve a break. And I remember being like, hilarious, so funny. Yeah. And then they're eating chocolates all together. And I was like, this is a great day. Um, <laughs> so like that one for some stuck in my head was just that montage. The creation of the jello pudding jingle. I, re- yes. I still can sing that to this day. I remember mm-hmm. that creation. I remember really liking that scene. It's a great moment where so Manny is struggling rhyming pudding. And so him and Karina are sitting at the piano and he's going through different lines and they're working through it and working through it. And I just, for some reason, really loved that connection and how great it was and how silly it was. Of um, course. And it was very warm. And and it's one yeah. of the first moments that they bond. Yes. And so I think yeah. that was really, you're just like, oh, this is nice. This That's is nice very sweet. This is very yeah. lovely. Um, as I said, I loved Lois the Tortoise. So there's one scene where they're watching Queen for a day, which I guess was a real program show. And the one of the contestants is named Lois. And so, and so Karina's just basically like, is the queen going to be Lois that holds up the tortoise and does a little dance? When Lois, and for some reason as a kid, that dancing tortoise and the way that Whippy Goldberg was talking as the tortoise was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was one of my favorite moments in that movie. I cracked up every time it came on. Absolutely. That that scene was like strong in my head. One thing that we haven't talked about too is that, and this one was interesting for me as a kid. So Karina tells Molly that, you know, you know, is looking down at her from heaven and is like watching her right now and molly's quite comforted by this idea it's early on in the film but manny overhears and then tells her like you know what you believe is fine your god is good for you but i'm an atheist and so is my wife and please don't talk to molly about heaven and as a kid that was the first time i think i fully got an atheist explanation and the word being used it's funny because i we've mentioned before in the podcast we were raised like so as a kid heaven like blah 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 everyone just grows up with that and then to have him correct her and be like please don't talk around around my kid i was like wait what yeah oh you don't don't want your kid hearing this why you don't believe in heaven and angels yeah 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 that was very foreign funny because as as an it was very foreign. And then it's funny because Karina, of course, because it's part for her and it's also how she can explain things to Molly. She doesn't listen to Manny and she keeps talking about heaven and angels as explanations for Molly. And as a kid, I was like, okay, that makes sense. As an adult, I what she's doing. And I get that it's comforting, but also... <laughs> like, also, you should really respect the thing that Manny you should told respect, you to do. Totally. You should respect her. Her dad for saying please don't talk around this around my kid but she never does and it's like as well more people were um, whether practicing or not it was just more common so it was just interesting as a kid i was very foreign very different very new Agreed. to have that as a concept um so that's just interesting and just like, I mean, you've talked about a lot of things already and we've right. discussed, like, I, I also didn't like Jenny. We already talked about that. That was a relationship dynamic. Um, the I really liked the vase that sort of pops up throughout the movie. And this is an yes. odd statement, I'm sure, to our listeners. Uh, but I'll explain. Karina is very clumsy. 
Mm-hmm. She talks with her hands. I relate a great deal to this because I have done similar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while mm-hmm. talking, she knocks over one of the, like during the interview she has with Manny, she knocks over a vase, shatters it, and offers to mend it. And he just tells her like, you know, thank you, go. But then because she makes a connection with Molly, she's back. She does end up seeing it throughout the movie mended and sort of fractured. And then she breaks another thing, gesturing with her hands. We don't see that get mended, but you're just like, I see this is a trend for you. Okay, well, this yeah. is fine. Maybe they should stop leaving vases and stuff breakables around you near her yeah while you're gesturing but later jenny's trying to offer to comfort manny um because his spoiler his father passes away towards the end of the movie and so she is sneaking out of her house with the vase and he catches her with it and he's kind of like what's this she's like oh i was gonna surprise you i know a great place that's gonna fix all the cracks i'll just i was just gonna bring it back good as new and he's talking about how he likes the cracks and she's trying to force it and as a kid i was like no that's the vase that karina fixed of course he likes the cracks it's a good memory and mm-hmm, he in his mm-hmm, anger mm-hmm. smashes the vase on the sidewalk because she's not listening when he keeps telling her he'd prefer it that way and she's telling him no you don't um which is a very annoying thing for someone to do to another person is when they it tell is. you i don't like this and they're like no you don't it's like mm. <laughs> they it's just like told no, you I'm telling you clearly, <laughs> clear as day. I'm letting you know how I feel about this. Yes, and 100%. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, the smashing of the vase was a step too far. But I get it. Your father just passed away and this woman's not listening to you. And she, of course, is like, okay, I'm just going to leave you alone and keep walking away. And I really, that scene really stuck with me. The scene of Karina breaking it, it being fixed, and then him smashing it. I was like, I don't know why. That stayed in my oh. brain as like, this imagery is important. I get that. We'll keep this. Uh, Um, And the other scene briefly, and then we'll move on is the Joan Cusack scene. So we haven't talked about this yet, but this scene is so painful, so painful. And I remember as a kid being like, she's weird. I Mm -hmm. don't, I don't trust this Mm. woman. I don't like this woman. She's super weird. And basically what it is. So the first person Manny hires before Karina, after having several interviews that are weird or strange or clearly not good fits, he interviews Joan Cusack and she comes across as very genuine and very sweet in the interview because she's lost her husband. She says how much she'd care for his daughter if she had ever gotten a chance to have one. Like she comes across in that interview as as quite genuine. Mm -hmm. And then as she's in the house, she gets weirder. (laughs) And she's an alcoholic. That becomes very clear. She finds where the liquor is in the kitchen. You see her just subtly drinking here and there and it's hard and for her it's molly's not talking to her molly doesn't like her so her reaction is to just drink (laughs) and when things go wrong to drink and she's a she cooks and it's very 1950s weird cooking that she does and as a kid i remember being like i don't want to eat any of that (laughs) no not at all no thank you and she says little weird offhand things like, oh, your wife, I bet your wife never cooked like this before, huh? And she's like very comparative of his dead wife with her. And then the scene that gets her fired is basically Manny's in bed sleeping after the day and she's still in the house and she crawls into bed with him and he's caught off guard and she basically is like, well, I'm doing all the things that a wife does. Shouldn't I get all the things that a wife does too? And that's the end we see of Joan Cusack. And as a kid, I found her weird and strange and awkward and off. Like, I didn't like her and I was very unsettled by her. 
I didn't fully grasp why, no. but as an adult watching it, it's so much worse. <laughs> it's so much worse. Like, I, I actually would agree. I, as a kid, you're like, she's off-putting. As an yeah. adult, you're like, that is sexual assault. <laughs> that is sexual assault. She's an alcoholic. She's a sexual assault. Like, I mean, there's a lot of issues going on here. I mean, yes. alcoholism, obviously, many factors. She has Drinking lost around husband, children when you're you know, in addiction, of a child. all that kind of yeah. thing. Absolutely. But yeah, if you're someone who is, you should and yeah sexual assault is a no so i was very happy she was fired but man it's really uncomfortable it's super uncomfortable watching it's quite painful to watch it's quite painful it's really painful to watch and it's it's interesting because i think as a kid i didn't understand when he's interviewing karina he's like she comes in expecting she has the job and she's sort of talking in a very different way and he's like i don't know like i'm interviewing you and he's very like abrupt with her and wants to see a resume and wants like references and all this. And as a kid, I was like, he's always so grumpy. Why doesn't he like Karina? As an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, after that experience, I would get yeah. the hell out of anyone else. A hundred percent. Watching my daughter while I'm at work. Like, totally. I was like, yes. no, no. He has every right to be as hard and suspicious as possible. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think an inaccurate takeaway from childhood was that Manny was grumpy. And it's like, no, no, no. Manny is actually behaving pretty well, given all of given the circumstances of the that circumstances he's dealing he's with. Under. And I will say that is something that, as a kid, I liked him. I liked oh, Manny. Yeah. I loved how things progressed. I loved how he opened up and grew and everything. But as an adult, I think I loved Manny more. Agreed. Because I understood his grief more his reactions to things his needing to be polite in some situations because that's just what you do but not wanting to like everything about him I loved more and appreciated more as an adult for sure so I would say that would be one of my biggest takeaways is my understanding of the adult relationships and their dynamics and their understandings and particularly Manny I man he's a good dad (laughs) He's a good dad. He's a nice guy. He's especially, good. especially when you think of 1950s stereotypical dads, right? Who are supposed to not be as much involved with their children's lives and you know don't talk about emotions don't talk about emotions he is someone who is very involved with his daughter and does talk about his emotions even though he may seem closed off at the start there's still the grief is so fresh at the start of the movie so all of his behavior makes perfect sense it was just it was just interesting rewatching it and being like oh i really love manny i mean obviously it's still love karina and molly but manny is becoming a favorite as i'm watching this movie I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just interesting. Okay. Well, shift gears. Is there anything else you want to add? Anything um, no, before I we think move? We, no, I think, I think we covered it. We covered a fair bit. I think so. We did. Absolutely. So. As, as I said, it's a character-driven film, so it's kind of tricky in terms of describing scenes, right? Because it's not plot-based so much as character development. A hundred percent. But let's shift. So then... Pauline, all of our movies, we run through the Bechtel test to see if the movies pass the Bechtel test. Do you mind refreshing everyone on what the Bechtel test is and then tell us if this movie passes? I would love to. So uh, the Bechtel test is a very basic litmus test for determining the quality of the female characters in a film and it's not perfect but it's a pretty good gauge and you can tell a lot about a film um, in terms of like you know just tuning into what we're used to seeing female characters do in movies whether they actually interact with each other or not and so the Mm. three things that are required in order for a movie to pass the Bechdel test is one they have to have two named female characters two they have to talk to each other 
And three, they have to talk to each other about something that isn't about a man or men. And you'd be surprised at how many movies don't even pass the first step let alone the second and then the third (laughs) let alone all three so what's very pleasant in this film is there are multiple occurrences of many conversations between different named female characters talking about life and living and the world so Mm -hmm. this movie passes quite well yes um between Karina and Molly, between like the other little kids, between Karina and her sister, um, it basically between Karina and the waitress. I don't know if the waitress has a name. Oh, she does. She <laughs> yeah. says her name, and I can't yeah. think of what it is. She says anyway. her name as well too. Um, it's something with a W. And Wilma. Yes. So Wilma. Wilma and her talking. Um, and then there's also uh Sid's wife. She has a name, and she's talking, yes. and she talks to, um jenny and just lots and like you got molly yeah, and her grandma grandma talk. talking yeah yep. so it's it's a lot of conversations that happen all around so yes i agree with you this one's Which is great it's lovely it's lovely it how lovely. well it passes it's great Yay. okay what all right well then shifting slightly we talk about how movies um one of our categories is to pay attention to anything that may be offensive in films because we're aware that we're re-watching older films where what would have been the norm or what would have been acceptable at the time is no longer acceptable or no longer the norm to talk about in the same way um and sometimes our movies merit that status of having offensive moments and sometimes it's just stuff that hasn't aged well and that people should be taking note of uh in this film, Pauline, was there anything you clocked that would be deemed offensive or would be something that hasn't aged well or just something our audiences should be aware of going in? Yeah, um, I think, as anyone might imagine, a movie uh, regarding segregation in the 50s and a white man and a black woman having a relationship, there's obviously tension, racially mm-hmm. driven, as mentioned earlier, that just to be mindful of that that's present however there are actually a couple of occurrences where the Mm n-word gets said in this film um molly overhears it being said by a man in a restaurant referring to manny as an n lover Mm. and molly doesn't understand that that's an insult and then she describes herself as an M lover to her friend who is black in the little choir and they have a fight about it for obvious reasons and the kids don't even understand what they're saying or what they're calling each other she asks like that's a mean thing to say and molly's like well what's so mean about it and she's like i don't know but it's mean and yeah. so there's, she's like, it means you think you're better than me. And like, that's a true, that is accurate. But it's, so it's this, just to be mindful of the this, like, mm. slow learning and understanding of these very complicated relationships that result as, because of the 50s and because mm. obviously there are different ethnicities that are coming together in this movie. So that's. That's in it throughout. Mm. I think it's safe to say. There's, there's, so that's one, that's the most major, I would Mm. say, out of all of the things. I mean, you can't really, nothing's more offensive than the N word. So, I mean, that, that's a reality. (laughs) Um, The behavior of Joan Cusack is obviously something to be mindful of. Yes. Um, So, like, that's one that I have written down, just Joan Cusack in general in the film. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, head, this, is, this is behavior that's all kinds of red flags. Yeah, yeah just yeah. so she's just a red flag. She's a walking yeah. red flag. Walking so heads up flag. on uh, whenever she's in the movie, you will notice that. Lisa mentioned it for, for those reasons. <laughs> um, and then there's like a couple of like just there's one casual thing that Karina says that I was like, oh, that's an odd thing. So Molly is watching the show, as Lisa says, Queen for a Day, mm. while Karina is dusting. And then Karina says, Molly, what are you watching this garbage for? And I appreciate that comment because the show itself is like such an odd, that's an mm. odd concept from the 50s that you're like, what? But Karina then says this line, I know a guy in my neighborhood who wanted to be queen for a day. And you know what happened to him, don't you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we saying here, Karina? Like I, with that, I was more just confused. Like I was like, yeah. "Why are we saying? Why are we saying that?" And so that's a weird. Yeah, that was a weird line. I had that one written down. Line yeah. that I was like, I don't know what to make of this. So mm. I just, so I put it in there as well. <laughs> um, those were the main ones that I clocked. Yeah. Was there a, an additional one that you'd like to add? It's more specific as well, Lisa. No, I think those were the main ones as well. And just knowing the racial slurs that are sort of tossed around, particularly in the kids' conversations when they don't know what words they're using, because even other words are tossed back at yes. Molly and no one knows anything about what they're saying. And yeah. she's confused. And it's it's just an interesting moment of that kind of behavior of like when kids overhear phrases and they may know it's a negative or they may not know whether it's negative or positive or they may know it's negative or positive but don't know why and that's just kind of exemplified in that scene but yeah and a couple other instances elsewhere kind of thing but that's that's what i clocked to is the main thing yeah. i did write down that queen line too because i was like yeah. i don't know how i feel about that one um yeah. okay. like i i know that i didn't <laughs> like it but i was like i don't like it was it, it was odd it's, it's left it's, vague it, enough to be like i don't know what happened yes. to him yes i can't imagine like, something good <laughs> totally i'm like i don't want can we move on please like that's totally. how i felt when she said it i was like i okay, know it's an odd we'll one. move on so that's, that's there so right. yeah there you go okay well then pauline on to our next category now yes. that you've re-watched karina karina after all these yes. years mm -hmm. how does it hold up is does it still hold up since childhood is it one that you would re-watch is it one that you would recommend if you recommend who would you recommend it to um and how would you rate it out of 10 okay um yeah great question Lise. so thank um, you thank you i thought of it just myself yeah i'm sure you did yeah, i'm just surprised. this moment i'm a little caught off guard um okay so um i would say that this film basically held up um pretty well in terms of what i was anticipating from my childhood all my favorite mm. scenes like as the as the movie was progressing i was like yes 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 i mean the dynamic between Karina and Molly is really lovely. I actually think I appreciated the movie more as an adult in terms of, as to your point, Manny's character. Mm. I, I had a, a lot more understanding, a lot more empathy. I under I understood his behavior more towards Jenny than I did as a kid. And so there was a lot that I, watching it, I was like, oh, I, I enjoy this movie as much as I wanted to enjoy it. And even a little bit more in terms of the relationships. Mm. I, I feel like it is very heavily nostalgia colored as most of our mm. rewatchings are. Yeah. Because this movie did not do well at the box office because it didn't do great with critics. I, I'm not sure if it's held up because I, 
I don't, I really do believe that my opinion must be fairly nostalgia tainted because Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a well-loved movie overall. I mean, it on IMDb, it does have a 6.5. So like the audiences seem to feel better about it than the critics did, but Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. I, so I'm, I enjoyed it. If you mm-hmm. are in the movie for uh, in the movie in the mood <laughs> for a movie that has a delightful Whoopi Goldberg interacting with a very sweet little girl and the love that develops between them, if that sounds like that interests you, mm. I say watch it because that's really the crux of the movie and it's quite lovely. It's very tender. That's very yep. sweet. The character development I actually think is quite good. It's quite slow. Like it's not a this is not a fast-paced movie. If you're in the mood no. for an action movie, this is not the one to watch. <laughs> but um, to your point, it's a character-driven movie. You see the change in them. I will say as an adult, I don't know how much chemistry Ray Liotta mm. and Whoopi Goldberg have. Their, yeah. their dynamic feels less romantic and slightly more friendly in, mm-hmm. in, in some respects. So it, it's... I don't know how forced it felt, I guess mm. is what I would say. That would be my yeah. main feedback about it is I, it didn't feel like the most romantic of developments yeah. in that yeah. sense. I would agree. Um, but um, it's sweet and I enjoyed it. And Percy is delightful and <laughs> Molly is delightful. And obviously Whoopi Goldberg is delightful. Ray Liotta is delightful. So, I mean, if you're in the mood for a Ray Liotta movie where he isn't a gangster and he yeah. doesn't beat the crap out of people and he's not super intense and dark and brooding, um, he's a little brooding, but not like super intense <laughs> brooding. So maybe uh, this would be a refreshing film of his to watch for you because this is actually how I I think think of Ray Liotta first mm, yeah because because and I will clarify as much as we watched slightly inappropriate movies when we were little <laughs> Goodfellas didn't not make one of the them. cut it we was were not, not one of them everyone <laughs> that was one our mom drew the line on rightfully so great parenting decision mom a hundred percent and so as much as, and because that came out in 1990, I was four, Lisa was five. There is absolutely no way we watched no. that one. So no, I know no. the movie, but I think the movie is great. I I will definitely rewatch that movie. Uh, that movie will not be on our podcast, everybody, because <laughs> we didn't watch it in childhood. That, no. is, that came much later. So when I think of Ray Liotta, this is actually the first film of his that I think of. And then the other more well-known movies definitely come up, obviously, um, because of what they are so (laughs) for recommending this film i think if this movie sounds like it interests you and you're in the mood for uh as i said a less intense ray liotta uh feel free to watch it if you love Whoopi goldberg i feel like she gives you everything you want her to because she's (laughs) Whoopi goldberg in this movie basically in essence um I don't know if kids today would would enjoy it. Again, mm. I feel like I always cop out in every week episode where I'm like, I don't know, kids. So if you know your children better than I would, <laughs> which I'm sure you all do, you tell me if they would like it. Um, if you were someone, one of the one of the very few people who watched this film uh, and haven't watched it recently, feel free to give it a watch if you liked it, because I feel like it probably did hold up. It held up for me in that sense. Um, but yeah, I don't I uh, mm. I don't know who else I'd recommend it to because I do wonder how tainted my view is to me, Frank. <laughs> um, out enough. of ten, Fair enough. I would give this movie a seven. 
I give this movie a seven. It is consistent for what I wanted it to be. And I was, I enjoyed rewatching it. And that's kind of all I can uh, say about it. Lisa, how about you? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, this movie was what I remembered it being. I uh, appreciated Manny more, as I've said, as a result of watching it as an adult, I really enjoyed, still love the dynamic between Karina and Molly. I think it's wonderful. They have fantastic chemistry. They the best do. chemistry in this movie Agreed. is between Whoopi Goldberg and the child actress for Molly, whose name escapes me. Um, Ray Tina Liotta, something long. Tina something, and um, and Ray Liotta has good chemistry with his daughter. For again, for what their relationship is, their chemistry works. Like his mm-hmm. quiet chemistry with hers works very well. It's actually all three of them play off each other very nicely as a family unit. But as Pauline said, I did feel like I wasn't getting the romantic connection that the movie wanted me yeah. to get, and I don't know if that's because the movie wasn't as sure on its tone but by the time the movie ended the way it ended didn't quite match what these characters had the level they'd reached together Manny and Karina together the movie ends with them going inside and meeting her family and I was like this seems like too big a step (laughs) in terms of where you're at Totally. No. Um, So I didn't quite buy that aspect. I wanted to. And like you, I think they make good friends. I think in all honesty, what they should be is friends with each other. Yeah. I think they're bonding over each losing a partner and having someone to talk to about music and having someone. But it's. And bonding over Molly. And bonding over Molly. And so that's different. It's still very sweet. And they should be in each other's lives. But I didn't get that. Also, I will say. And the racial segregation stuff it's very light on this mm, film this is agreed. a rosy look at a relationship forming between um a white man and a black woman at this time like i just he doesn't take risks this movie doesn't delve deep in that area and i'm not saying it necessarily has to but i imagine that's a factor for the rating is mm. it it is it just skates the surface it skates the surface of what this would actually have been like and instead you know it's very Hollywood friendly shall we say Um, and so it's a very safe film in that respect but if your focus is on the relationship between Molly and Karina and Molly and her dad and how all three of them sort of grow and change and form this sort of friendship family then it's lovely it's a lovely Mm -hmm. film I still love that I still think Karina's magic for Molly I still love what they do and, and grow and change the mistakes that she makes the mistakes that Manny makes like I appreciate all of that pressure in the 1950s of remarrying and still having a family unit i appreciated way more as an adult too the pressure from manny and the pressure for karina and i appreciated how they looked at that again i just feel like in a lot of ways they played it safe um Mm -hmm. i am still heavily nostalgic so i cannot tell you but i do feel the performances are strong as a whole so if yep. you're looking for something that has good performances that is funny and sweet a little bit sentimental but in a good way and that a skating the surface kind of film then you'll probably enjoy this one if you're looking for something that's deeper this is not going to be the film for you uh, mm-hmm. uh like you Blaine, i don't know how many kids would want to watch this one nope <laughs> i would say more it's for people who are nostalgia for watching a 1950s based movie anyone who really wants to watch like a prime Whoopi goldberg or a young ray Liotta, then go for it re-watch this movie and have a lot of fun with it other than that, I would say I will probably rewatch it again. I don't 
know when, but if it comes up on the TV or whatever, I would totally sit down and watch it. Or if I, for some reason, am having a nostalgia moment for a couple of scenes, I would go and rewatch it too. I agree. Uh, yes. Other I than didn't that, say that. Yes. yeah. But other than that, I pretty much agree with you. So, uh, my rating for this film, I give it a seven, with the understanding that that is a very nostalgia heavy. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. So there we go. That's what I'll yeah. leave it on. We've been talking a bit about this one. So, Pauline, now to our final question and you explained it last episode we always look for favorite quotes in the movies we rewatch because as a family we speak in quotes we love quotes we uh, recognize movie quotes one of us will just drop it and everyone else knows exactly what the other one is talking about and that's just par for the course in the brennan family so mm-hmm. we like to take note of any memorable quotes in movies we rewatch pauline what's the first one you got for us so the first one is in a scene that you mentioned uh earlier regarding Karina telling Molly that um, her mom is in heaven and she's up Mm. there with the angels and she's looking down all happy. And Manny says to Karina, "Um, uh, Molly's mother was an atheist, so am I. Um, I'd appreciate you not telling her where her mother is when her mother's not there. And Karina says, yes, Mr. Singer, I'll just continue to tell Molly her mother's in the bathtub because that (laughs) is where Manny has told a delivery guy she is because he didn't want to deal with answering the question. And so that line where Karina gives him a bit of sass and sarcasm, I love I it. really appreciated. That was probably one of my favorite lines from the I whole movie. I love that line. I love how clever it is because he's like, don't tell Molly where her mom isn't. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, just... right, sure. Right. So she's in the bathtub, right? Right. Right. Is that, that where I'm telling her? Is? That's. We all agree that's where she is. So yeah, it's very enjoyable. (laughs) It's very satisfying. It is. It's Um, a very satisfying line. I like that one too. Okay, what's one Uh, of yours? One of the ones I have, because I do this. I actually still do this. And it's when they're in the convertible driving together and it's uh, Karina and Molly and they're driving back from an errand and they're both wearing very 1950s sunglasses that they were not wearing before. Yep. (laughs) And Karina, all she's doing is sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some sunglasses because sunglasses protect our protect eyes, our eyes from, from the sun. sun. You look good, sunglasses, and that's it. She's singing a made-up song about how they just bought sunglasses, <laughs> and I love it. Me it's too. one of my favorites, and I will do that. I will do it in the car. I'll be sitting with our mom, and I'll be like, sunglasses yep. after putting them on. 100%. Our mom does it. Our mom sings that song when she puts it. It goes through my head all the time. When I say the word sunglasses, that will often <laughs> pop into my head. And I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. Like, I know yeah. exactly what it's from, but it's it's so it's, great. It, is. Yeah. it really is. It really is. There's a line that Molly says to Karina that I really love. Mm. It's, again, the scene you mentioned, they're cleaning up this party. This party that was an absolute <laughs> shit show. Yes. And they walk in, and Molly says, she should have se- cleaned this up before we got here. And Karina says, that's a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciated it so much. I was like, yeah. I, I wrote that one down, too, because that one cracked me out. It was very good. She should have cleaned this up before we got here. That's a novel idea. Uh, Classic. Okay, what's one of yours? One of my absolute favorites, and I was waiting for it to happen. And it's terrible, but it makes me laugh every time. It made me laugh. And it's, 
Um, Jenny has imposed herself in their house and she's sitting next to Manny and Molly is supposed to be in bed and it basically has driven Karina out of the house that Jenny has showed up unexpectedly and Jenny's basically trying to put the moves on Manny and Manny is not that receptive. Mm. Um, And as we've mentioned, um, Molly's been hiding everyone's cigarettes because she thinks they're going to die from lung cancer. And so at one point she comes out Mm. and she's got a pack of cigarettes in her hand and she points them towards Jenny and goes, would you like a cigarette? And Jenny's response is, no, thank you. I don't smoke. Maybe you should start. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so just, good. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe you need to get lung cancer, Jenny. That's really the intention here. Molly's slowly trying to kill you is what's happening. That, it's, it's great. So... It's very good. It's terrible. <laughs> Sorry so to there's right. a line that we say in our family pretty regularly as well. And this one... Mm. I have to say it might need to be brought up in the offensive column. I didn't even think of it until as just now I was about to say it. And I was like, Ooh. this might not go okay. well. But this is going. So, what was the line? So one of the little kids, um, Karina's niece, is a little chubby. Oh, and, yeah. And so she is talking about at choir practice. Johnny, I think is the name. I can't. Let's just say it's Johnny. She's like. Today at choir practice, Johnny so-and-so laughed at me while I was singing. Said I had a double chin. Said I looked fat. And her dad says, you ain't fat, you beautiful baby. And there's a pause as she goes to reach for the potato salad. And he's like, you know, baby, why don't you go easy on that potato salad? And it's sweet and funny, but not But not at the same time. But like like it's like fat shaming is not okay. That's not okay. And I'm not saying that that's what's happening in it, but she's being made fun of for being fat and then goes to eat more potato salad and her dad's like, you know, baby, maybe don't maybe take it easy. And she goes back to have like a third helping later. And he's like, just just and he's like gesturing with his hand, like easy, easy. And it's Mm. just we we would always say the line and it's a very go easy on the pillows, but yes and she's yeah. such a sweet kid and she's like listen mm-hmm. here then it's but it it's one of those things where like I laughed mm-hmm. at the interaction but I was like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be laughing about this do you know what I mean yeah yeah so I know anyway, I had the same reaction too but it's a line that we did always say. And like Dan so will say it. Noting. Yeah. And we yeah. say like, go eat on the potato salad. But it's it's not meant to be bad or yeah. mean in any way. But it's anyway, so it's a tough line. That was a tough line, but I felt like it needed to be said because totally. We did always say that line. Yes. Anyway. It's true. We yes. did say that line yeah. all the time. All the so time. I totally get why you had that yes. one written down. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Anyway, so that's a side note. Yeah. Lisa, next one of yours. One, one I have is, um, so it's later on in the film. And as Pauline said, at one point, these delivery guys, they were delivering an armchair. And they, you know, and Manny, of course, had no knowledge of it. And they're like, well, maybe we should talk to Mrs. Singer. And he's like, she's in the bathtub. And then later, much later in the film, he's standing outside and the same delivery guys come and they've got a couch that was delayed because of the type of fabric that on and they're taking him to the house and Karina just says your wife had taste and he says yes yes she did and then they can't get through the door because of the Mm. size of the couch and he goes well she wasn't very great with dimensions though (laughs) 
<laughs> Karina's response is, well, nobody's perfect. And it's it very good. It's a very cute, wonderful little scene. And I remember loving that line of, mm-hmm. she's very good with dimensions, though. Nobody's it's perfect. It's very funny. <laughs> it's a good, really again, it's very cute. It's a very cute yeah. little interaction they have. Um, there's another you? one. So at the end, as Lisa mentioned earlier, when Manny is invited into the home to like meet her sister and the kids and everyone, um, she brings him in and she's like, everyone, this is Manny. And there's this like pause. There's kind of like very super awkward interaction. Percy is sitting there with his mouth agape. And his <laughs> mother says, after a pause, Percy, get your jaw off the table and pull up a seat. And so then <laughs> Percy gets up and he grabs a chair and he says to Manny, sit there. Go ahead. Sit there. And then he's like, thank you. And like the interaction is so cute. So I love cute. it so much. And then I love him. Percy says to him, he's like, you know, you can eat all my vegetables if you want. <laughs> I had that one written down too. Uh, it's great. It's really oh, great. I love that one. Awesome. Do you have another one? Uh, my last one is, so it's, they're driving in the car again and you don't see anything. You just hear Karina talking I think your dad is really going to like this present you picked out for him. And we have to really emphasize that you picked it out yourself. (laughs) And then it pans and you see that the present is the tortoise. And I just loved that line and the fact that she really wants to not be in mm-hmm. trouble for bringing yeah. the tortoise home. A hundred and relating a hundred percent to that. Yep. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I would yep. say the same thing. We really want to make sure your dad knows you You chose it. this wonderful present. Yeah. Here it this is. This was your decision. Absolutely. Oh my god. hundred percent. Uh, yes. Yes. Do agreed. You, do you have any others? Do you have a last one? Um, there's another one that I thought was that was again, I mentioned Percy. <laughs> Clearly I really enjoyed this kid. But so he's uh, he's at the table with the napkin on his head. He's not yet on the phone, but he's convincing Karina to kind of interact with him a bit. And he's like, ring, 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 ring. And she has to answer the phone. And she's like, oh, hang on a sec. Uh, is per- Percy, is Percy here? He's like, yeah, I'm here. She's like, okay, here, he's here. And then she passes it over. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, my man. And he's like talking and he goes to get up off the table to go talk. And Karina's like, uh, sit down. And he's like, I'm on the phone. I can see you on the phone. You got to sit at the table. And the interaction is so The way he says, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. cracked me up so much. I'm on the phone. phone. And it's like a whisper and he's not on the phone. And it's great. He's so freaking cute this kid, that kid is, adorable. is ridiculously adorable yeah yeah so that was one Agreed. of my other favorite ones that uh and i feel like we said that one sometimes too, it was too. The, we would say I'm that on the I'm phone. on the phone i'm on the phone yeah and that that was one that we would say a lot too absolutely i think that's a great one to end on we got to end I on a percy so line because we do well, why not percy. that's why right. wouldn't we <laughs> agreed agreed oh awesome well great pick pauline this was Thank you. such an interesting one to rewatch and to discuss and I'd be curious if any of our listeners have ever heard of this movie. Please let us know. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. We're at Real Window. Let us know if you've heard of Karina Karina or if this is one um, you're going to watch and let us know what you think of it. If you want to give us more detail, feel free to send us an email, real.window at gmail.com. Uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever
listening to us on and give us a little lovely review. We would really appreciate it. Uh, the more people who enjoy listening to us talk about movies and being silly about it, the better, really, in our opinion, because we think we're awesome. The world would be a better place <laughs> if more people wanted to listen to silly banter about movies that are good. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? When you just okay. need to unwind and this is what you want to yeah. listen to, like, why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Throw um, it on in the car, you know? <laughs> Anyway, take us with you on that trip. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You need some friends. Need some company. Uh, Anyways, so next week it'll be my turn to pick the mystery movie. I don't know what it's going to be yet, so it'll be a surprise for everyone. Excellent. Um, (laughs) But you can catch us on Friday when we have our next trivia episode. In the meantime, thank you all so, so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll catch you on Friday. (laughs) 